Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog This is insane Um, right, yo Yes, yes, yes Oh my boom, gosh, boom, we're going to hide the fact that the start of this has been incredibly stressful It's me, Ramesh Rangadhafan and, and my guy Big The living legend yo. Tom Davis um, up in the building. This is like the most stressful start to a podcast ever, I think. I've yeah, got a fire well, alarm going off. Yeah, I can sort of hear it on and off. Yeah. Is that, do you think that's a, this, is that a problem? This could either be a fire alarm test that um, I haven't got to worry about, or the fact is I could open the door of this uh, suite that they've given me to record the podcast in, and there could just be a whole big fire. Been going on for quite a long time now. It feels like it yeah. Might not I would be. say if they were testing it, I think the test is, is complete, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I yeah, it's insane, right? Can you hear? It? Yeah, it's 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 mad. I can't, I can't, I can hear something, but it's not. I mean, I'm hoping this just isn't going to go on for the whole of the fucking thing. Is, is it quite distracting? It's quite distracting. Yeah, it feels like I'm sort of record, recording this from some sort of like underground base camp in like Stranger Things or something. Mm, do mm. you think I should look outside and see if people are being yeah, evacuated? Yeah, look, look, go and have a quick look. I'll go and see if people are being evacuated. Yeah, the hotel might hotel. be evacuated. Okay. Anyway, welcome to The Wolf for Now. Uh, I'm not sure if this episode is going to continue. It seems, very, it seems very serene out there. I mean, it's insane that this is beeping. This could just be beeping through the whole podcast. Oh, no, stopped. There we go. Maybe me looking okay, out the door. Goodness. Uh, yeah, maybe the fire just was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm not messing with him. Yeah, big Tom D. That's too much to get through. Um, how's life, Tom? Good, bro. Straight, you know what? I'm stressed this morning because I was packing. I, I, pa- I thought I packed everything in the bag. Why are you packing? No, no, no. I'm packing ready for the podcast. I haven't got like an office space. So they're letting oh, me have this that. chilled little suite here. But I didn't put the microphone in. And then I had to run back up and get the microphone. And it was like. The question is if you were packing for a podcast and you didn't put the microphone in, what exactly was in your bag? <laughs> The laptop, the earphones, all the wires for yeah. the microphone. 
Just not, okay. the, just not the microphone it's itself. It's not the actual microphone. Yeah. Okay. And then I had to sprint back up. It was like an action movie. To be fair, this this fire alarm actually sort of added to the, the candor of it feeling more and yeah. more like a... Uh, it's a like, very, very... You, you find the wolf and owl both in a very weird place this morning, ladies and gentlemen. How do you feel? You were gigging last night, right? I did four gigs last night. Four fact, gigs? I, yeah, That's insane. I, I had, I had a I had a very long day yesterday. Four gigs. Yeah. So let me just explain. Fuck. Sunday hell. Sunday night I did hip hop save my life with Marlo. Shout out Marlo. Shout out Marlo. And I went backstage, and it turns out rappers have a much more exciting rider than comedians do. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it just looked like they just had loads of booze. Anyway, long story short, party rom arrived. Party rom. Party rom. Oh, Fucking so turn up in full effect. Got absolutely blasted. Walked I always on... think of like party, party Ron being a bit like Popeye or uh, Banana Man. Yeah, except, got... except, except Party Ron is not strong to the finish. No, no, but you once you get that taste of Bacardi on your lips, that's it. You just become like a different beast. So I got in, I would say, half one, sort of hammers. Yeah. And then, thankfully, my dear sweet, sweet Tom suggested yeah. that we postpone the podcast, not because of me, yeah. I don't know what happened. Uh, then I had to, I did an interview uh, down yeah. the road, uh, with a newspaper. Then I came back, then I did my radio show in the garage. Wow. Then I did two hours of press for romantic getaway with Catherine Ryan, dear, sweet, sweet, Catherine sweet, Ryan. Sweet, sweet, K, K Ryan. Uh, then I went to the bank because my account's been blocked and they told me that I should phone and they can't do anything at the branch. I don't, I Mate, don't, don't even get me started on banks. Uh, what? I don't understand. Banks are like, helmets. All banks are helmets, mate. I, I do think banks are helmets. I turned up, said, how can we help you? I said, my, my account's been blocked. I can't access any money. And then she goes, um, yeah, well, we'll have blocked it to protect your money. Oh. And I go, yeah, I realise that. I realise that's why security measures are in place. Can I do anything to access my money now? Well, we blocked it to protect your money, so we can't do anything about that now. It's to protect your money. I was like, yeah, I get it. How do I access money? She goes, you need to phone up. Why don't they go, should we phone up? Like, I don't Mate, understand Because no why... one gives a fuck anymore. No one cares. Like, genuinely, like, customer service, like, it used to be something that, like, you know, that it almost feels Dickensian now to think of, like, people going into somewhere and someone actually get... Actually, I say, saying that, I'm where I am at the moment, you couldn't even ask for better people. Everyone cares. Everyone really puts their effort into it. But I'll tell you what, like... Mate, banks are the worst. Banks are the worst culprits of people who, like, literally have the most important thing in your life, which is money, right? Which is we all work hard to have money, especially at this time, yeah. right? And they care the least about you as a human being. Like, you're nothing to them. Like, it's literally so nothing. And, and, like, people who work within the banks, like, I don't think I've, I've – I've had so many times where my bank's been hacked, where I've had this, you know, different – they've blocked my account, they've frozen my account just to help me. I can't remember the last time – that I had to deal with that, and at the end of it went, oh, that was a really easy session, like with someone who felt like they cared about me. Yeah, it's, um, I, I'm loath to blame the staff, because I'm assuming that their hands are tied, but... No, but, you, look, 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 look. I'm like, trying to be empathetic. Is that the alarm going? Yeah, the alarm's going off again. Brilliant. Um, I'm trying to be empathetic, but but it was, I was frustrated in the bank. And then I was in Glasgow doing Weakest Link. Did your frustrations and, uh, boil over into... Like actually expressing it, no, she she would have had no idea that I was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was sort of like a bit like fucking up. So w w I went to do week. I went to do weakest link, and my card got blocked. Right. Right. 
And so I phoned up. Whoa, 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 just to get a little bit of an idea. When it got blocked, were you buying a round of drinks? Were you buying something for yourself? Were you buying? No, no, I got I got a text message saying your card has been blocked. Okay. Okay. As a result of fraudulent. I didn't know Cooch did that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you hear that I'm banking at Cooch, assume that the final complete transformation into prick has happened. (laughs) But um. I um I phoned up I phoned up the bank and this woman answered and I said look I've got a security block on my card she goes yeah it's because the transaction happened we're doing it to to block your thing so I said well I, the problem is I'm away from home and I've got no way to get any money and she said well I can't I can't really do anything to help you with that and I said well what do I do then because I can't spend any money so like you know I'm kind of stranded and then she said is there a cash point near you and I said, yeah. And she goes, I'll hold. So she unblocked the card. She, I walked to the cash point and she said, okay, withdraw the money. I said, all right. She said, have you withdrawn the money? I said, yes. She said, your card's now blocked. We'll send why? Why house. block it? Because apparently like it is, there was some sort of breach and it's no longer secure. So she unblocked it for like five minutes while I got the money out. And then I came back like the two days later, three days later. And then I looked at my wallet and I realized that I'd taken out Scottish money. Oh. So, because I was in Scotland. And, and people That's in England much. look at Scottish money like. Oh my God, man. It's like you might as well try and pay in kind of fucking magic beans. Yeah. But yeah. like people are just not having it, man. I, by the way, I love the way that Scottish money looks. Shout out Scottish oh, money. Oh, mate. The Scottish 20 is oh. a thing of beauty, man. Mate, the Scottish have taken so much. Beauty. They really care about how their money looks and feels. Yeah. I'm, I'm very. I'm going to say this, Scottish people listening. Very impressed with your cash. Mate, very impressed. I, I'd love it. I'd love it if it was freely accepted in England. Yeah, that would be a bonus. But for some reason, because of some inherent uh, xenophobia or something, I don't know what it is. For some reason, if you try and pay with Scottish money in England, they get funny. You know, um, alongside sort of wankers in banks, you know what also is really, really irritating is a fire alarm that seems like it has some sort of mild Tourette's. Yeah. You know what this is? This is this is someone in the kitchen who's trying to make something and can't quite work out it's them who's setting this off. Mm. It's insane. It's come- it really it's really winding you up, isn't it? We, we, this yeah, is yeah. quite an irritable podcast. You know what? I feel I feel like every like I'm literally now now waiting for it to come on. It's insane. Like, can you hear it? No, you can't hear it. Well, hopefully, what does it sound like? Gone. Can you do an impression? I'll can do, you it do now. an impression. <laughs> weirdly i can only hear it when you're doing it so so now i can't hear it is it still on yeah it's still going yeah okay is it again please mate it's so weird i can only hear it when you're making that noise i think i'll be hearing it all day i've got to go to filming today but i still think this will be in my head Mm. I think it'll be follow me to my dreams tonight. This this incessant like, like how bad are fire alarms that they're going off at this point. That that happening completely fucks the whole situation of an of an, of an emergency. Why? Well, because like every, like at first, I bet everyone's like on their ten hooks going off shit. Now, if there yeah. was a fire, no one's gonna no one's gonna react no. to it. It's like the boy yeah, who cried wolf. Fire, fire, fire service are gonna turn up. What's going on? Where is everyone? Oh, they're all inside doing podcasts. Yeah, none of them have come Podcast, out. Podcasts, sitting eating their fucking breakfasts, having their omelets. This is insane. It's literally like a broken. Someone needs to just get hold of this, but no one's doing anything. Yeah. 
I can hear it now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very irritating. I'm just hoping the listeners haven't got to listen to it. Yeah. It feels like the last stages of SAS. You know, like that, um, you know, the show when they get put and they've got, like, they've got to listen to the different annoying sounds. Mm. And they, that's the bit that they graduate. How, how upset would you be if, like, the very final test was this podcast? <laughs> what, so that I got in the SAS? No, like, so... <laughs> you're, you're watching the show... You're watching the show, they're doing the test, and then they go, the final thing, you think you've made it, we've got the ultimate thing. This is Tom Davis and Ramesh Ranganathan delivering a podcast with no content whatsoever. You're going to be listening for 45 minutes. Go. <laughs> Just people crying like they're being fucking waterboarded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hold up. So, so you, you're at the bank. You get yourself sorted at the bank, right? No, I didn't get sorted at the bank. So you've you not got sorted at the bank. So, so I, I left the bank, I came home, I got changed, and then I went and did four gigs. And here's the reason I'm telling this story, uh, partly because it's content. And secondly, because when I sat down after coming back from the bank, after having a day, a day of press and like the radio show and all that, the thought of getting up to do a gig felt, have you ever had this where it just feels impossible? Yeah, I, I yeah, was like yeah. sat on my bed and like Lisa looked at me and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, I, I, I basically, I had to shut down for a bit. I, was, I had my eyes open. I was just lying on the bed doing absolutely nothing. And then I got up and went to, but thankfully, old Dr. Theatre kicked in and for the actual gigs, I was fine. But where, where, were, the in gigs? Between, where were the gigs? So it was like, um, it was outside the box. So it was New Malden and Stoneley. And I did two each. So I did the first show at New Malden. Then I went to Stoneley, did the first show. They went back to New Malden, did their second show. And they did the second show at wow, Stoneley. Sir. Wow. How was Stonely buzzing? Yeah, bumped into Lee Mack. Oh, Lee Mack was there? Yeah, he's hosting the Royal Variety. So he How was, was he, right? Well, I had a bit of an awkward situation, if I'm being honest with you. Ooh. So do you know that me and Beckett hosted the Royal Variety yeah, a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, Smashed it, by the way. Oh, yeah, Smashed it. Working class, working class heroes, smashing it. So then um, I met all the producers and everything. And then I turned up to this gig at Stonely. And Maff had told me that Lee Mack was trying out stuff, but I didn't know anyone else was going to be there. And I had my hood up because I kept getting, because basically yesterday was a bad day to be somebody recognizable in a pub. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was like, I was, nobody was horrible, but I was getting collared left, right and center. Yeah. Oi, 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 come over, no, come over here. I said it was you. Come over here. Yeah, yeah. No, come here. Come here. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. I got a lot of that. So I put my hood up. I was walking past the pub and then I went upstairs to the gig. And Lee Mack was in there talking to all of the producers from the Royal Variety. And I didn't realise what was going on. I just walked in with my hood up. And they all stopped talking and looked at me like some fucking thug oh. had just walked into the or dressing room. you looked like you thought you were like a rapper, big time rapper. Yeah. And then I pulled my hood down. It was a very, I, I would describe the set of greetings as awkward. Uh, not Lee. Lee was absolutely fine. He's a, but He's a Jew. People that I'd worked with at length two years ago, we basically greeted each other like we barely knew each other. Was, oh, uh, man. It was bad. It's like that. It's like seeing an ex, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And she's with someone new. Yeah. He's really quick, quick witted and good on panel shows and a great Lee, stand-up. Lee is like one of the quickest people you ever meet, isn't he? Mate, it's insane. He's superhuman. Like, I've, like, I've never seen it. I, I would say Beckett's up there. Yeah, Beckett's you know I mean? like, double quick. But, but, but Lee um, is like, like even as you're thinking, something, and like he's just, boom. He's just like, like so, and like, like he's like it. When you're hanging out with him as well, all the time, yeah. yeah I hung out with yeah. him a lot at Soccer Aid, and he was just like like that, and and like one of the funniest self-deprecating people I've been around. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Whereas, um, 
Whereas um, I would describe myself off stage as somebody that people often describe as not how they'd expected. <laughs> You're you know exactly I mean? how I think <laughs> I expect you to be. But um, I was really tempted to have a drink last night because I just thought maybe I need to wake myself up with a little G&T, but I resisted. I stuck to, stuck to Diet Cokes. So party rom did not emerge last night. I had uh, Sunday, I played golf and uh, I had a couple of beers before. Yeah. And then I had a couple of like four or five beers, like cans of beer on the way around. There's like a drinks cart that goes around the golf course. Yeah. So you can call it to whatever hole you're at. You press a buzzer thing and it comes along. And mm, That um, sounds dangerous. Yeah, it was pretty dangerous. And then I finished up playing, went into the bar here, and I've got Stella on tra- tap. I've not had a Stella on tap mm. for ages. What's your alcohol tolerance like? Because I assume, based on how you talk and how big you are, it used, that you can, you can handle a drink. It used to be phenomenal. I used to be able to right. really tank it hard. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'd say I'd have seven pints and I'd sort of then sort of, that would be, I, I can drink seven pints pretty pretty happily. And then... This this makes me quite nervous for the drunk episode because if I had seven pints, you'd have to put me in a car home. <laughs> really? Are you joking? Ge- yeah, genuinely. I would be fucking, I would be absolutely obliterated. Could you tell that alarm was going off the whole of that time? Yes, I could, yeah. And I actually thought you dealt with it beautifully i'm so, just worried that listeners are gonna to have to listen to that shit i don't know quite how jt is gonna work around it yeah well i don't think you can i don't think you can edit around it literally I, you know like i'm a very chill person i'm yeah. so close to just shouting out the door what the fuck is going on like it's stopped now right no it's still going on it's, it's come back oh my god it's like there's three of us on this podcast and one of them is like a 90s fucking comedian yeah. who... only one only one of us is doing its job properly <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Listen, I need to address something with you. Uh, a, a big question. Have you or have you not been to have another massage? Right, so this is the big one. I cancelled on Peter this weekend. Oh, my God. Um, because Not because of what everyone had said. Um, yeah. Uh, and I have had in, infinite messages. Uh, what, did the messages what did the messages say, by the way? that you? I had, I had, a, I've had a sway of a lot of people saying that they, you shouldn't be straddled in a massage. Yeah. And... <laughs> Maybe actually that alarm was someone halfway through one of Peter's massages trying to get help. Um, yeah, just pulled on the red string. <laughs> um, but then some people said, actually, it, it, it can be a thing that people do. Do you know the insane thing? is in, just mm. in the hotel I'm staying in. Three different people who listen to this podcast are staying in this hotel and have actually requested Peter for massages. What? 
there was one guy who was genuinely uh, devastated that Peter wasn't working <laughs> on Sunday. He's gone home now. Um, and then a lady at breakfast yesterday came up to me, a very sweet woman, and she said, um, uh, oh, yeah, I enjoyed the podcast. I said, oh, thank you. And she said, I actually had a massage with Peter yesterday. I said, oh, did you? Uh, did he straddle you? And she said, no, no, he didn't. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the ethics of this. What I mean, Peter, Peter doesn't know that he's been discussed as a potential kind of sex offender on no, this podcast. I, I, I need to be carried. And, and people, are, sta- people are staying at the hotel. Yeah, I need to be very, 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 very clear on this. I was never complaining about Peter's. No, it was genuinely one of the best massages I've ever had. Okay. And if I went back to see Peter, and you know. Two thirds into the massage, he didn't straddle me. I'd slightly be worried that either someone had spoken to him, because actually, I'm now feeling. I for the first time, I feel a little bit tightness in my lower back. It's the best my lower back has ever felt. Yeah. So, did you speak to Catherine about it? Yeah, Catherine. 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 Well, look, Catherine could see how happy I was after the massage. Yeah. So, to be fair, she. I, I think. Look, I didn't. She didn't know about the straddling thing not being a thing either. Okay. So this whole straddle gate is. Something that, you know, you thrown into the mix. I'm not thrown into the mix. It's just, it's a weird thing, okay? For him to be, not just straddling, straddling your back, riding. No, no, he was on my bum, not on my lower back. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Worse. Okay. So worse. Straddling you like a horse, I think, is, is strange. I don't think that's, I don't think that makes me weird because I've highlighted that. We, we've actually had a mixed bag of emails. So uh, most people think it's absolutely unacceptable. And a couple of people said this is actually quite serious. Really? And you, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like genuinely, why, what do they mean serious? As in, like they said. Like, they, by the way, when you said that, when you said that, my blood went cold. I'm, a, I'm, I'm like, I'm a very, like, drama is something I don't need to, like, anxiety. No. Dra- I'm like, so, but when you say serious, what do you mean serious? What I mean is, like, they said that that is actually kind of a form of assault almost. And Really? Yeah, and you probably should be making a complaint. But, like, I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I think we're on very dangerous ground here. Right, okay. But, but what they said was they don't think Peter was intentionally being inappropriate it just was accidental having said all of that there are some emails we got in from people saying that they've been to have massages abroad and that happens all the time and that actually it's fine so i don't know make of that what you will maybe we've done wrong by peter you know, oh, yeah, but actually. peter's bookings have gone like i think like anyone any people who listen to the podcast i mean the three people who listen to the podcast who are on this resort have all gone to try and book in with peter i don't i don't know how i feel about that I mean, I'm happy for Peter. I don't know how happy to be about it. They, they've heard that he straddles you, and then they've booked yeah, a massage. Yeah, but then, like, one person didn't get a booking you, you with got him. A, you got to question those most. Also, I think it's worth saying that the lady that he had, uh, to my knowledge, he didn't straddle. Okay. So there's, 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 there's a lot to be said that maybe Peter saw the size of me, and that's how he thought he'd best get sort of, like, into yeah, me. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that quite... Oh, God. Isn't, that quite ins- isn't that quite insulting? Not really. Look, mate, I, when I shook Peter's hand and gave him a small hug after the last massage, right? So let me get this straight. He massaged you. Yeah. At one point, he said he thought to himself, I'm going to do a slightly unusual move here. I'm going to straddle him. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mount his ass, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to get into his back. And at the end of that, you gave him a hug. I gave him, you know, you know when I put my arm around you a little bit and shake you around and go, nice one, mate, thank you. You've never done that to me, but yeah. <laughs> 
you've lived under the uh, wingspan of me, mate, when we're out and about together. Mm. <laughs> um, so why did you cancel him then if you... All right, golf on Sunday. Catherine was doing... Uh, Catherine had um, some... Uh, she was doing a spa day. Went to see some friend and have her nails done. So I was at a daddy-daughter day on Saturday. Mm. So I I didn't have time for it. I, 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 to be fair, I, I, I might see if he's around tomorrow. I wouldn't have anyone else but Peter while I'm here. I feel yeah. like now, like, I've had it. We've been, you know... Bonded. Like we've had, yeah, we've bonded twice. Yeah. So I'd sort of... And, I, like, you know, have I been happy with Peter? Over the moon with him. Okay. Like, you know... So you think it's fine? I'd say that, yeah, I, th- I think he's got magic limbs. Okay. Massage-wise, oh, yeah, I can't think of any better massage I've, I've ever had. Mm. It's weird that because it, it's very difficult to know what you mean by anything. Because when you started the story about Peter, if you remember on the last episode, you said that you smelled alcohol in his breath, he split up with his girlfriend, and he felt sure during the massage that he was holding back. And that is that is also after straddling, you thought he was holding you back. Now, by the end of that conversation, you were saying it's the best massage you've ever had, and you two have bonded. So. Do you understand how it's quite difficult for me to understand what actually happened? Do you know what I mean? I you're, think... you're not even you're not even consistent across right. one single conversation. Right. It's not like your your second account doesn't match up with the first one. <laughs> you will contradict yourself in the initial account. Right, look, look, look. He he'd split up with his girlfriend. He was he'd definitely been drinking, right? Okay. I felt he was holding him back a bit. Right. But on the flip side of that, did did I feel life and like I felt like remember Dalzim in uh, Street Fighter? Yeah, I remember that racist character in Street Fighter, yeah. <laughs> the only fucking Indian character, and he's a fucking yoga flame master. He's fucking fine in front of some elephants. It's an absolute fucking disgrace. Well, yeah, I do remember Dalsu. Well, Dalsu. he's the only person I can who's famous who does yoga that I can think of, right? Okay, fine. I, my body felt like, I can imagine his body feels like when he wakes up every morning. Mm. Just, I, I, as an Asian kid, going to play Street Fighter and knowing that the brown guy was Dalsu. It just wasn't. You know who, when you did you used to play street? I mean, I mean, fuck knows how you felt if you're Brazilian. This green monster called Blanca. <laughs> Mate, I used to have to be Zangief. Why? Because I was the biggest. Yeah. Like, if I, if when, you remember when I used to play things when you were younger? Do you remember when you used, you used to... to play things when you were younger? You are, you know, you are one of observational comedy's fucking brightest <laughs> lights. You know that? <laughs> Uh, here's a question for you guys does anyone here eat food (laughs) what is the deal with food Uh, Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) no nothing to back it up we used to play things when you were younger here comes the story (laughs) yeah that's mad isn't it you don't don't play with things as much you don't really play I mean some people do but yeah um who did you like? If you were to play Star Wars with your mates, did you, used what to do you mean? That? As in, like you're talking about imagining, right? Are you talking? Yeah, about like like if you'd be a character and you'd fuck yeah. about playing one yeah. of those characters, or you play wrestling in the park. Yeah. Can I tell you something really sad? Go on. Um, I used to. <laughs> I was obsessed with Transformers, as you know, still am. Yeah. Yeah. And I used, even though the premise of Transformers bears holds up to no scrutiny whatsoever, but I still yeah. love Transformers. And um, for hours, I'd go into my mum and dad's bedroom in the early evening and pretend I was in a fight in Transformers, like on my own, just sort of throw myself about. And yeah, but we always do stuff like that, right? Yeah, but on your own, is that a thing? Do people use? I used to wrestle on my own. Okay, it makes me feel. I don't know if it makes me feel better or 
it means that you and I are both in the same kind of bracket. Yeah, I mean, I used to get onto my own dad's double bed and I'd like do like a Survivor Series where I'd do like, I'd be like Macho Man and then I'd like, I'd be fighting for a title against Oh, Tom okay. Craig. Oh, that makes me feel a bit better. I used to spend hours doing that. Hours yeah, and so- hours. Yeah, I I'd be think. like, I'd be Optimus Prime, and then I'd be Megatron to think I'm out for the count, and then he just goes to finish me off, and then so, not finish me off like that, like to kill. And me. What, you'd like roll over out of the way, and yeah, 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 all of that. Do you ever miss that? Um, I don't miss it enough that I would risk Lisa walking in on me <laughs> doing it. No. <laughs> sometimes I, I don't. I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah, but sometimes not sometimes today, what... Megatron. Lisa just walks in. Um, what are you up to? Oh, Tom sort of inspired me to relive some it's, of the days of my Charlie childhood. Is Charlie in this? Is Charlie in this somewhere? Alex? No, 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 I'm just on my own. No, they're just—they're actually. I've just seen them. They're just watching you through the door and crying. <laughs> Sometimes when um, if I'm doing like MMA or like boxing training, like and you do sparring, right? Yeah. Or like sort of like shadow boxing. Sorry. Mm. Um. I'll find it. I'll find myself getting really into it, and then getting really, really conscious of the fact that I'm f- so much like so into it. Like those old days of sort of like wrestling on my own dad's bed, and I'll be in the middle of a packed gym, and a guy's sort of like, right, yeah, just do a little bit of shadow boxing, and sort of like I'm fighting like I'm fighting, like for, like, like I'm fighting for a title, like I'm fighting Starbender. Yeah, I think that's quite a cool thing to do. You're supposed to do that, aren't you? It's like when you're playing football, like you're supposed to imagine you're Messi or whatever. Really? It sort of helps, yeah, it helps you improve your game, improve what you're doing. Yeah, but then I get so sort of like, do you make, do you, do you, have you ever shadow boxed or done anything like that? I, I used to, actually it was off a hookup that you gave me, I used to go do pads work in the mornings in... Uh, oh, with Charlie Beats? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I used to do that quite a bit, but I've never done, sh- like, and he would like get me to just absolutely hammer a bag for like a three minute round. Yeah, it was yeah. only when I started training that I realised how fucking exhausting boxing is. I mean, it mate. is absolutely insane, man. It's a killer. I, I'm like at the moment, like trying to sort of like do weight sessions and trying to get like a some sort of like like where I do like a sort of shadow boxing, sort of medicine ball slam, sort of a bit more of a cardio thing like that later on mm. in the day, mm. just to sort of like for my head. It's just a good thing, but. Um, it's so fucking ki- it's so killer. When you watch yeah. those guys, man, you realise how, yeah, the fitness of them. Yeah, I also have realised that I cannot, and this is a really bad thing to admit, I cannot stick with any exercise that I don't actually enjoy. As in what I mean is if there's any amount of discomfort, I'm pretty much out. Really? Like, yeah, What's your like, favourite kind of vibe exercise right at the moment? Exercise well, I'm really right enjoying doing weights. Resting weights? Yeah, but I think that I need to do some cardio, but um, I can't be bothered. I do quite like Peloton, but... It's in the garage, do you know what I mean? It sort of takes a while to wander in there. What, get into the garage and do it? Yeah. I mean, I should do it more, really. It's it's a good thing for your, for your mind, right? I believe so, yeah. But I sort of uh, I sort of prefer being really insane for my entire life uh, rather than doing that. Do you find that your mental health is a lot better now that you're training? I, I think so, yeah, definitely. Although, you know, you still have, you still have issues, don't you? But oh, it's yeah, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, riddle with them. But, yeah, it, it, it's helped you. It has helped me, yeah. Tom Davis, would you like to do some emails? Yeah, baby. Hit me up. Thank you so much to the Swan for choosing the emails. I'm going to say something now, and if we, if if I hear back about this, then it means I was wrong, but I suspect I'm not wrong. 
I think the swan has stopped listening to the podcast. What do you say? What do so you say when, that? when when she stopped when she started doing the email, she would listen to see if there's anything to call back to and stuff like that. Right. And she used to tell me about things that we'd mentioned. Yeah. And she stopped doing that. Right. So, so she's... look, basically what I'm saying is, Swan, if you listen to the podcast, after this podcast goes out, you need to come and up you need to come up to me and say the word mango. And then I know that you've listened to the podcast. The... Or, or you can just come up to me and say, I've listened to the podcast from which I, I heard your little dig. Your dig. However you want to do it. Um, so anyway, let's see. Uh, here's the first email. It's from the Nomadic Herons. Wow. And it says... That, like, some people really think about these animals. Yeah, certainly more so than we have done across the whole series about any of this content. Hi, Wolf, Al and Swan. My best friend and I, who really get to see each other, have spent the week travelling around Ireland. We drove from Belfast to Donegal... Onto the Dingle and then Cork, onto Dingle, sorry, and then Cork and Dublin. It was the most amazing trip. We drank copious amounts of whiskey and pints of Beamish and visited places such as the rock upon which Luke Skywalker meditates on in The Force Awakens. Well, first time emailers, but are both clinically obsessed with the podcast. It was so special to be able to listen together as we drove through the idyllic Irish countryside, having our hangovers nursed by the magnificent content you sweet, sweet souls produce. Our question for you is how do you two manage to keep up a proper friendship with your busy schedules? Do you ever have the chance anymore to sit in the corner of a pub and chat the night away? Or do you have to do all your catching up through work means, such as the podcast? Thanks so much to you guys, the Nomadic Herons. Thank you so much for your email, Nomadic Herons. Uh, Tommy D, do you want to yeah, address um, that? I think we have been both been insanely busy, haven't we? Yes. Uh, with live stuff and work. And uh, we. I think that's why I'm looking forward to the 16th uh, so much, which is a... Yeah, you know, kick back in a quiet room with a couple of drinks. Well, after the um, chat we've had, I'm slightly nervous about it, but yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, you know, it's the thing. I think I miss them. I, I, I do sometimes feel that our engagement when we're less busy, we engage more, don't we? But when, we, when we're yeah, when with we're each very, other, yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's other, definitely true. Yeah. I, I think when we're both very busy, I, if I'm honest with you, I, I slightly worry about the fact that, like now, where I'm in the midst of filming and. Um, writing and then I sort of know that even like January's chilled but then February onwards is, is mad busy I sometimes worry about the fact that like I, I've, I've questioned myself a lot as a friend in the last like I think like you know you know do you ever like I get a time where, like now I look into well, look, the most important thing is being a good father right yeah and then you know trying to be a good husband and then trying to be a good friend trying to be a good son it's a really hard thing to sort of alongside your work and, and trying to, you know, both me and you have the same disorder and the fact that we have such a imposter syndrome and we're both very driven by a worry of never working again. But um, yeah. I, I sometimes question, like, I'm like, oh, shit, am I, am I being a good enough friend to people when they need me? And and, and then, like, I think it's, it's a really, like, you know, difficult thing in life, isn't it, to sort of juggle just about everything? Well, I, I'm I find gonna, that I... so hard. I'm going to say two things here uh, in response to what you've just said. The first thing is you are one of the very best friends that anybody could ever have, man. I'm telling you now, like even when you're busy, you always check in. You're always supportive. You're always wonderful. I genuinely feel better for having you in my life. So I I wouldn't ever, don't ever question that, man. Likewise, likewise. Well, that's very kind of you to say, but I am so bad at being a friend, man. Like (laughs) I, I, I am, I am, I am like, I am the flakiest prick. No, yeah, in but the this world. is the thing about you, though, right? Is I think you're a little bit more like, like when you really need you, you're there. 
Mm. Like you're like in like like for example, you were really when I did Apollo, right? I was in a real state. You know, Flo had testified. I was really nervous, and then I texted you, and you were filming away somewhere. I can't remember where you were filming. You might have been Thailand for um, League of Their Own, but you were in the midst of something quite big. And within seconds, you text me back with three bits of advice that literally made like made me go out and do what I like. Yeah, have have the gig I did. Without mm. that, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to nail it. And literally, Flo was like, from the moment I got that text from you and the validation, Flo was like, oh, right, yeah, you know. Now you, you seem like you've you've there's a relaxation that's come over you. Well, I'm so glad that, I, th- I think in those moments when you really need someone, but that's what I'm saying, right? Because the older you get, like man, I'd love to drive around Ireland and sit in pubs and get leathered on whiskey, and I, I can't think of anything better with a pal. But like I do think about life now. I think fuck, when I, I don't I don't think I'll ever be able to do that again, like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's that, yeah, different entities of. Like my life now has been, I've had an incredible time here with Grace and Catherine. It's been amazing. But I look and think, fuck, like, and then did I, like, did I enjoy those times enough when I was in those times? I was always looking for something else. I think I was like, when I was single and I was going out and smashing it with the lads, I was always hoping that I'd find someone to complete my life as in a relationship or, you know, to have a, what, a child, yeah, whatever, you're, always, you're, always, you're always looking for the situation you're not in, don't you, basically? Yeah. It's, it's human yeah. nature. It's human nature. To, there's something about our psychologies, and some people have it worse than others, where you're looking to be unhappy with your lot in life. You yeah. know what I mean? So when you're single, you're thinking, I need to get in a relationship. When you're in a relationship, you think, I feel trapped. I need to have more freedom. I need to go and do this, that, and the other. It's a weird thing, man. It's like, it's, it's just like we have it, we're hardwired to constantly be thinking, this is not enough. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah. I think, like, I mean, look, I don't want to get too heavy, but I think you really get. The, the real key to happiness, I think, is to be content with what you have. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's always when you're looking for something else, you're looking to push and whatever. That's when misery comes very, very quickly. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you sort of look at the... Oh, this sounds so corny, but I do believe it. You sort of look at the blessings you've got and things immediately become a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, I do yeah, believe yeah. that. And yeah. I'm saying that as somebody that believes that but forgets that sometimes. Do you know what I mean? It's not an easy thing to do. You have to consciously make yourself be aware of that. And sometimes we go through periods in life where you just think, fucking hell, why is this happening to me? And blah, blah, blah. Uh, so listen, I mean, they sent quite a light email there. We've turned it very, very heavy. No, no, but I think it's it, like it's something I've been thinking about a lot anyway. Like I think in, like I'm doing this over here and usually when, you know, like when you're away filming, you end up being out with the people you're filming with. Like, but I made quite a big decision when we came out here that I wanted Grace and Catherine for one reason or another, and and I wanted them here with me because that was the most important thing for me was you know to have them here because of stuff that we've been through in the last you know eleven months, and that, so so for me it's like I, I've kind of not been as involved in sort of like you know the sort of on set you know like you know the drinks and people going out after work and all that and getting I've not done that side of things, but then I've not really. I've I've not missed it. I genuinely worried that I was going to have like FOMO and I was going to miss that. Mm. And every time I've sort of had little inklings of like, oh, maybe I should have gone out. Sort of, you know, that those this this time for me with Grace has been like so so important. Like, mm. you know, the, the the best thing. So yeah, it's difficult though, isn't it? It's it's such a balanced life. Yeah, um, uh, but I mean, what I would say is I'm very glad that I know that I've got a guaranteed hour a week that I'm going to talk to you for. Yeah, so. regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah. So. Because we found a way to monetize the friendship. Well done, Rom and Tom. You've cheated. We also it. you've mentioned it about three times, and I'm 
one of the things that really hits me all the time is that I constantly see podcasts coming out that have really well thought out. Of. <laughs> I know. I know. And this is this is just essentially me and you just talking. I know. For like two hundred hours nearly of just me and you maybe, talking. Maybe maybe we need to introduce a format. Because I've seen a lot of podcasts coming out where it is two people or three people talking, but they at least have had the decency to actually think of something they can pin it to. Do you know what I mean? And we don't seem to have that in our lives. The only other one that I think is like this is Two Bears, One Cave. That's the only other one I can mm. think of that doesn't yeah. seem to have, yeah. But anyway, Nomadic Herons, thank you for depressing the shit out of us, sir. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, okay. I hope you enjoyed Ireland. The yeah. Dingle is incredible. Dingle's great. I did it for a road trip. Oh, man. I love that. This is from The Little Gecko. Wow. And The Little Gecko says, Long-time listener, first-time emailing. Love your work, you both do, and this podcast does wonders for my mental health. Your advice is always so genuine and comes from the heart. I've been with my girlfriend five years. Uh, when we met, I was completely obsessive in love, obsessively in love with her. While I realised this is not sustainable, after a year, the obsession faded and I had a really hard time coming to terms with losing those very strong feelings. For a while, I was constantly doubting whether I was still in love with her or if it was just the natural progression of a relationship. Three years on and it still comes and goes and these doubts creep in and I find myself obsessing whether I'm still here because I'm in love or because it's just the norm and I'm scared to leave. We've spoken openly about this a few times. This is my partner's extremely understanding. When I get it off my chest, the feelings of guilt and sadness also fade away. I suppose my question is, are these doubts natural? Or am I denying something that deep down in my mind I know something isn't right? Thanks, guys. The little gecko. Oh, my God. A oh, little gecko. Well, no, this I just think it. it's what we've just talked about, right? It sort of falls into the same place. It's a big deal to give yourself all over to... Um, to some someone else and, and and to have that sort of side, you know, that is, that's your lot. And and there's like, you know, me and Catherine were sort of vaguely talking about it recently when we went out with a couple who've just got like a friend and, and they're like, they've just got with someone and, and like that when you see two people who are just getting together and they're like sort of that, you know, they've got no responsibilities. Yeah. They, and they're all over they're, each other, but they get, yeah. they're sort of still getting to know each other and all that. Yeah. And, and then there's, there's sort of like little jokes that, you know, there's a part of you that when when you see that is a little bit like oh shit when we don't do that anymore like there's there's nothing worse than seeing people trying to find that and <laughs> like if it's not organic because yeah. that becomes really eggy but there's there's a side of you that's kind of like at first there's a bit of jealousy I think that creeps in to sort of look look at and go oh shit like I remember because I do remember like you know it was eleven years ago that we we were first like you know like that but then I look at the, the solidarity in what we have now as a couple and, and the things that we've been like, you know, the, you know, without sounding again, corny, like the roller coaster of your life that you go ups and the downs and, and, and sometimes it's been down after down after down and, and kick after kick after kick. And the, the strength that that makes you as a couple, I certainly, I wouldn't change that for anything, but there, of course, I think there's times when you, when you, you, I think, that dizziness when you first meet someone is, is an incredible feeling, especially when you meet someone. I think that, like, you know, is, is this um, person's talking about the little gecko is talking about in the sense of that first moment where you like first feel, realize you're in love with someone. That's an like, amazing thing. The first time you tell someone that you love them is an incredible moment. But to keep on doing that, but I, th I think you've got, I think, you know, I'm, I'm no master of it, but I think like when it comes to relationship, you're doing the right thing in the fact that you're talking about it. You're talking about your feelings. I, you know what? Like my biggest, my biggest problem is sometimes I don't talk about stuff. I don't talk about how I feel. Sometimes I don't. I don't address situations. I, I sort of just think, oh, you know, I'll I'll be all right if I just da da da. You know, and and actually, I don't actually sort of 
like sometimes absolutely sort of like voice how I'm feeling. And actually that's some, one of that's probably one of the hardest things for Catherine at times. Because I'd be lying to say that, you know, me and you are like career wise and stuff and, and Hugh I mean we've talked about this, you know, and I don't know whether I'm crossing a lot, but we've talked about this privately, but we have to wear so many hats as mm. as people. And there's times when the hardest one to wear is the one that when you close the door and you're in your house and you're a little bit questioning who you are as a person. And I like, I like when I say that imposter syndrome, and, and I know that you share this as well, I don't just mean like as an actor, as a stand up, or whatever else. I mean as a father, a husband, and, and everything. I question myself all the time on that. I question mm. myself am I being a good enough dad? Am I being a good enough husband? Am I, you know, I worry about those things. But then sometimes I need to voice that and I need to be open with that with Catherine rather than just sitting in my own anxiety and my own worry and and that, that's where at the moment where that's why I'd like if, if I get into a point where I'm not training and, I, I, and I'm not looking after myself that's where that those thoughts and it becomes a negative and I think like yeah it's a, it's a yeah but you and me very you. you and me are very similar like that because uh, one of the things that Lisa says to me and my brother says to me and my mum says to me, in fact, most people, is that I don't ever express how I'm feeling about things. If I've got anxiety or issues, I just push that deep, deep down so that yeah. I can explain it to a doctor at some point in the future. Right? That is my that is my strategy. Yeah. And look, look, with regards to your question, little gecko, the truth is, is that all relationships kind of go like that. They, what happens is, is you start off and you can't believe that this person's into you and you're also into them. And it's very heady. You're all over each other. And it's, it's like, it feels very exciting, but excitement, it just won't last like that because you, you're in a relationship for a long time. That will just fade naturally because unless you like fucking having memory loss every day, you get used to being with that person. Do you know what I mean? So the idea that you're like, oh my God, it should be like that. It would be great if it was, but you're not going to be like, oh my God. But sometimes you just got to smell the roses. You're in a great relationship. The fact that you've been in a relationship for as long as you have and nothing's like, going wrong i guess or you're you're still getting on i think is a really positive thing and i've got to say that would be a difficult thing for your girlfriend to hear and the fact that she's open to you talking about it with her i've got to say a lot of respect to her man because yeah that's a hard thing for your other half to say i'm having doubts about this and you sort of taking it on the chin you've got yourself i mean that is somebody really really amazing man do you know what i mean so but listen similarly i've been in relationships in the past where I'm not saying this is the relationship that you're in. I've been in relationships in the past where you're just in it because you haven't argued very much and you sort of think that is it. But actually, sometimes you're just in a thing because you're in a thing. Do you know what I mean? And you, you think like you're supposed to be in a relationship. So, look, I think my advice to you would be to continue talking, talking it out. But what I would say is sometimes you fall into the trap of thinking there must be something better, you know, or something, something better is going to come along. Or why am I trapped in this thing? And actually, you ignore all of the great things that you've got going on. Do you know what I mean? So, so do bear that in mind, little gecko. Um, good luck, little gecko. I hope everything works out, little Don't gecko. Do You're an example to us all, Jim. You're an example, little Look gecko. On being good luck, little gecko. And also, shout out to the little gecko. That's obviously very understanding. <laughs> Next email comes from mm. the frustrated moose. Dear Wolf, Al, Cat and Swan, huge fan of the podcast and all the stuff that you're both involved with. 
I've never listened to an episode and not laughed out loud. By far the best podcast going. Well, welcome to your first experience of that not happening. <laughs> me and my partner, <laughs> me and my partner recently ordered some items online. We're both excited, waiting for their arrival. A couple of days after open ordering, I got in from work and found a red slip on the doormat. The slip said "left at number thirty-six." Excited, I turned around and went next door, only to find a neighbour's not in and the car not there. I thought she must be out shopping or something. I know she's normally home in the afternoons. Once caught chatting with her, she told me she only works mornings. Uh, I got on with the bits I had to get on with, and I kept checking the window to see if she was back, but nothing. Fast forward four days, and she's still not come home. Starting to look like she's gone on holiday, and I don't understand why you would take someone's parcel in now you're not going to be there for a few days. Oh, God. What's more annoying is that the parcel in question uh, are some condoms and a couple of other bits from an online adult shop. And at the weekend, it's mine and my partner's first time having the weekend to ourselves since the birth of our son. So there's quite a bit of hype about the weekend. So either our neighbour has stolen the condoms and gone on a sex rampage holiday, she's late 60s, or she's the biggest cock block going. So my question is this. How would you handle the situation upon her return if she ever does? Keep up the great work, you pair of sweet, sweet souls. From the frustrated moose. I mean... Sent, I from, say... sent from the frustrated moose's iPhone, by the way, which is quite a long email to send on a phone, isn't it? Yeah, beautifully beautifully mm. written. I'd say my, one of my big worries would be that the 60-year-old neighbours had some sort of yeah, health issue, maybe, driven themselves to hospital. Yeah, well, yeah, she'd have had to drive herself to hospital, though. Because her car's not there. Oh, right, yeah. Unless her, unless her son or daughter's whizzed around there because she lives like on a neighbouring road and she sprinted around there and then she said, like, Mum, Mum, where's your car keys? And she's helped her into the car and they've driven yeah. off. Um, this is all speculation, yeah. obviously. No, you know, know. It's speculation. Yeah, or obviously. maybe she's... It would feel like a bit of a long con, wouldn't it, to run away this with This is a parcel. question. Are you planning on going through all the potential options of what could have happened there? <laughs> because to me, it feels infinite. So right, so but my my thought would be this right. My thought would be reaching out to number one. I think if you can't get hold of her in the next two days after this, this is Wednesday. Hopefully you're listening to it on Wednesday. I would be looking into mail fraud. Oh my god, uh, mail fraud. I've had it before where a neighbour's taken a parcel of mine and then we've never got the parcel. Yeah, I've had that quite a few times, particularly in this new house. I've, I, I've, I reckon I've had two hundred quid's worth of stuff that I've ordered that's just never turned. Yeah. Out. Well, actually, what, what I'm going to say this, actually, I ordered something from ASOS to come over to the island here. What? Um, mate, ASOS is like, they've got ASOS Spain, okay, they've got ASOS that. France, right? It's, it's, it's an international company. Um, blew my mind as well. I ordered this like 10 days ago, mm. right? What is it you ordered? It's still not here. I've just a couple of t-shirts, some swimming shorts. Right. Like, and Catherine spoke to, when they had her nails done, spoke to this woman. She said she ordered something from ASOS the other day, and it took her three months for this thing to be de- mm. delivered. How long are you out there for? Well, not three months. Mm. I've, you know, and it's like now I'm at a position, and I'm like you, I've, I've, I've gone out and brought the same, almost the same T-shirts anyway just because they're actually shopping out here is pretty easy. Mm. Um, They've got shops there, have they? Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, it's hard to know. You, you can keep banging. It's like life, right? You can bang on a door as hard as you want, but no one's going to answer until the car's back. Um <laughs> As what the other? This is what my main advice maybe would be: is going around all of that. She's sixty, right? There's someone in, on your street or your crescent, wherever you live, who will have a spare key for her house. I would go around all the other neighbours, just knocking on the door, saying, "Look, explain the uh, situation. Don't mention the condom. Say, say it's food, maybe, mm. right? Just have a little knock on the door. Say, oh, look, you know, you know, I know that I'm speculating again. Elsie, Linda, as." gone away we can't see a car so there's something very very important 
that we, that she's accepted as a parcel. Mm. Lovely of her, but she's not around. Do you have a spare key to her house? Yeah. Come with us by all means. We're not going to steal anything. Maybe if one of you is crying during that, that could work. Um, but look, for me, I, I deliveries. Don't, I, don't think, I don't think you should cry because there's a chance that they find out what's in the parcel. And then they go, why were you crying over some condoms and lube? Do you know what I mean? You know, but they're not going to know what's in it when they see it. Well, they might. You just don't know what, like, I don't know. They might. I'd hope that this person has ordered from a place highbrow enough. To discreetly package it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but also there must be some pretty snazzy condoms. Yeah, I know. That's interesting, isn't it? You've ordered condoms from an online store. I mean, this this could be like the sort of. What's your favourite type of condom, Tom? I'm not a condom guy. I can't. I can't roll a condom. You can't. You can't. I don't like condoms. Yeah, nobody likes condoms, them. but it's a necessity, isn't it? If I if I have to wear one, I'll bust the Durex. But yeah, but is there any particular oh, type? Do you go for like the ones that desensitise dicks? I can't remember the last time, mate. I can't remember the last time I wore a Johnny. <laughs> I find I, I like, find putting them on quite embarrassing. I've got to say, putting a Johnny on is. I love going to Johnny's, by the way. Um, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, putting them on is awful. Put them on yeah. now, you can make comical. There's, there was like when you, when I was single back in the like day, trying to put a Johnny on is was the least sexy thing in the world. Yeah, I, I, I went through a long phase of having to reread the instructions. Like, <laughs> oh my god! No, because you're supposed to. Here's one supposed... for you. Did you ever yeah. put a Johnny on? Did you ever practice putting a Johnny on? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever try and do it under sort of like you know like under you know, time conditions? Yeah, but also yeah, like under stressful conditions. What like? Every time I heard my mum coming upstairs, I try and put John. <laughs> That's the danger wank, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, but no, but I used to get nervous that I wouldn't pinch the reservoir properly to have enough room for the for the yeah for the jizz. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to find a really like like nice sort of like way of saying it, but you just went with jizz. I just sort of find kneeling up while. The other person waits for you to sort of roll this it, condom They are down. like an incredibly insane device on a basis of like... And also, it's like no one's thought of another way of doing them that's just a little bit easier for people. Yeah. You know, back in the old days... Like a little like a little, like a little, little string that you pull and it just rolls back up. That would be amazing. Like, you know, some people had like a... They'd have like one special sort of like a sheath. Yeah. They'd use it like... They'd just wash out and use like... Yeah, wash this. out. It just sounds so horrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, What's your favourite kind of Johnny? I don't know if I do have a favourite to be honest. With you. I sort of just whatever. But I, but I do. I do. What Are I you would like? Say you know, like someone who doesn't buy their own cigarettes, but will go outside into a smoking area and just take a fag off anyone. Is that yeah. Like sometimes I'll be. Sometimes I'll be outside of Weatherspoons going, look, uh, just a quick one. <laughs> could I get? Could I get a cigarette? Oh yeah. And also, I know this is a weird one. Um, after the cigarette, is it? You don't have any Johnnies on you because there's nothing sexier than someone coming out of a Witherspoon's smoking area. Yeah, and I also find the post the post experience pretty traumatic. Yeah, but there's, like that's what I mean. There's nothing like condoms. Just full stop. Are just not like. No. There's nothing sexy about them. Yeah. I no. get. Look, look. Everyone should be using them if you're not in a relationship or you're not da, 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 whatever. Do you know what I mean? If you're you're living that life, safe sex is very important. I'm just saying that. Yeah, that Tom Tom doesn't bother doing that. So uh, anyway, listen, uh, frustrated moose. Uh, first of all, you need to rebuy. You, you, this weekend needs to not go to waste. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rebuy some condoms uh, and the other bits. Uh, get yourself sorted out for your weekend, so you know that's off your mind. And then the second thing you need to do is just wait for a few days. 
um, and see if she comes back. I'd say as well that old people don't go away for any more in a week anyway. No. I'd also say give her the benefit of the doubt. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, 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 there's a good chance she took it in thinking, I am going away for a bit, but I do want to take, they'll probably pop round before I go. So I want to make sure this is not left on the doorstep somewhere. Yeah. You could you know have I mean? just, if, if, you know, rewind back to her sort of anxiously looking out the window waiting for you to get back. Yeah, exactly. Questioning where you are. She might be just thinking they're normally in now. Yeah. Well, you know, and I know they've got this big weekend. What they're going to, you know, what they're going to do without these condoms and lube. So, um, I would, uh, yeah, I would be patient, but rebuy the stuff so that pressure's taken off. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So you can enjoy your, your, your yeah. time. I would together. say go. I would say go into a shop. I know why you bought them online because it's embarrassing. But actually, these shops don't seem to give a shit when you go in there. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Tom. It's yeah. about that time, my G. You're going off filming shortly, so uh, could you do us the honour? of taking us out the pod, please. It's easy sometimes to think of birds and how incredible it is that they fly around just looking down on the earth from a position of height or a lonely man who works upon a crane looking down from a height. But sometimes, actually, it's worth thinking about the lowly worm who scuttles around the floor looking up. It's really, really easy to spend your time and your days just wishing you were on a higher plane looking down on people. So spend a bit of time thinking, you know what? It's quite nice to look up at people. It's quite nice to look at the people above and think, well, they've got it sussed. Maybe I should be like them. Don't always sneer and judge. Praise and enjoy. Life, you see, can be pretty damn amazing. Wow. That was really nice. Inspirational stuff from Tom Davis there. Yeah. Uh, JT, could you play us a song out that I've been listening to quite a lot? It's called Location by Khaled. Really, really good. I really like Khaled. I've got And also, JT, it's fair to say of any uh, podcast that you've ever uh, cut, this might be the hardest one with the... Yeah, good, good, luck, good luck with the edit. Not only on the fire alarm, but the quality of what we delivered as well. So... <laughs> Uh, good luck, mate. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the once again. Take care of yourselves. Peace Bye, out, guys. Send me your location. Let's ride the vibrations. I don't need nothing else but you. I don't want to fall in love off a subtweet. So let's keep personal. I got a lot of cool spots that we can go. Tell me what's the move, and I got you. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.